Welcome to For the Health of It, Because You Can, where host Susan Robinson dives into the eight categories of wellness with experts from various fields. We offer tips and information to help you thrive in all areas of individual wellness. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. My guest today is Dr. Lauren McElroy. She is the director of the Physical Therapy Assistant Program at Southern Nazarene University. And I actually worked with her dad 40 years ago <laughs> and um, have seen her grow up into to being what she is now. Um, but uh, she has her doctorate in physical therapy as well as her doctorate of education. So um, she's very talented, very knowledgeable, and we're discussing a very, very important topic today and it is about ergonomics and why it's important so lauren welcome and uh tell us why ergonomics is important yes thank you very much for having me here today ergonomics is something that i think people keep in the back of their minds but then they only bring it forwards when something goes wrong when it starts hurting but at that that. point it's a little too late you know you need to be thinking about it before you're in these prolonged positions and ergonomics applies to just sitting standing types of posture but also lifting and when you're when you're moving okay um so when we talk about posture that probably plays a lot in the role of why we end up needing uh, physical therapy so discuss that and like uh, what cause what some of the things that can happen from poor posture? Sure, there is a number of things that yeah. that could happen. Um, and hopefully even as we're talking about posture, people straightened up a little bit. <laughs> I felt myself do it. Um, with posture, some of the most common things that we might see would be neck pain, upper back pain, headaches is very common, um, even some shoulder and depends on the type of, task or setup if somebody's sitting or um, sitting twisted or standing for long periods of time then you could run into even low back or hip or leg types of pain or other symptoms numb tingly types of sensations as well yeah so those are called muscular skeletal disorders i think or we're going to shorten that to msds um so i've read where that this even poor posture could cause some migraines is that true yes people can get headaches um and they all they present in different patterns so you could have a headache that wraps around your ears and towards Mm -hmm. your eyes and they actually call that the ram's horn sign Um, you could have headaches right in front of your like right in front of your forehead Mm -hmm. right over your Mm -hmm. eyes or even behind the eyes the base of the skull is another pretty common area to have to have a headache Um, and people if you're going to to a physical therapist or a chiropractor and tell them where those are because that actually tells them and gives them information about what area of the body might be wrong is it a muscle and a trigger point is it more of the joints in the spine so that's all important information as far as where you're feeling that pain that's i didn't know that yeah it's (laughs) interesting um so what are 
the health outcomes when people do have poor posture and they end up getting the MSDs. Um, what are the major risk factors that affect their health? I think there's so many, so many levels to this because it's not only uh-huh. your musculoskeletal system, but your cardiovascular system and your whole body, even when you're in these prolonged positions of just not moving. It's so important to to get up and move. Um, some of the other risk factors, like we're talking about the musculoskeletal system in particular, muscles can get you know tightened or shortened. Uh, you get those trigger points or knots, some people call them, and so much stiffness in the joints that it's just very uncomfortable or painful even. Right, right. So um, what happens if people don't do anything about that, if it goes untreated? Right. I I always tell my patients it's going to do one of three things. It's going to get better, it's going to get worse, or stay the same. Those are the options. And when people don't do anything about it and they just, oh, they keep waiting and say, oh, it'll get better. Oh, it'll get better. But it doesn't. It just is prolonged. Then it's actually a lot harder to deal with than being proactive. And when it first starts, um, it's much easier to take care of and resolve. So I think, ask your question again. (laughs) Like the major health risks that come from. Oh, if they don't seek. If they don't seek treatment. Yeah. Um, that question is so broad where there's so many, it really depends on what area of the body and what um, what we're really talking about as far as whether it's a muscle or if somebody has underlying disc or stenosis, type, we, we're talking about some nerve type of injuries mm-hmm. in those prolonged positions then could, um, it could lead to surgery or a or bigger intervention, but ideally conservative types of treatment, whether it's physical therapy or um, seeking out a chiropractor or just getting moving on your own through different programs um, or a personal trainer might be able to help. A personal trainer. Okay, well, that's interesting. I think one of my next guests, <laughs> I think in January, will be a personal oh, that's trainer. Great. I, I refer to personal trainers uh, very often. I okay. think they're very important. Okay. Um, so like if when people that's never been to physical therapy for these issues, what types of treatment do you do actually? Right. So it does, again, depend on which area and body part that mm-hmm. we'd be treating. Um, a typical physical therapy session for that first visit, somebody would see the physical therapist for an evaluation, um, might take 45 minutes to an hour Um, You could expect the therapist to do some testing to really try to figure out what's going on. Are Mm. we dealing with a muscle? Are we dealing with a joint? Are we dealing with ligaments, tendons? Because all of those things are part of the musculoskeletal system as a whole. So then once they figure that out, uh, most people will then do um, a form of manual therapy, which is very effective, where they will use your use their hands to actually mobilize or stretch or work out some of the soft tissue so they'll do some manual therapy could be anywhere from 10 to 25 30 minutes and then they would hopefully then give the patient some exercises or some education on what they can do to help 
when when it hurts or even how to prevent it. Right. Yeah. And that's I'm going to get to that prevention. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, mainly we've talked about ergonomics in the office setup. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about positioning whenever we're traveling? Like some people have jobs that are uh, where they're in the car quite a bit or like I went to go pick up my daughter one time in Orlando, Florida. So I knew that was a very long trip. Yes. And so um, just in the car, or even at home on their couch, watching TV and we and or gaming. And you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that we do at home even that that could be also contributing to this. Absolutely. Really, anytime you're in that prolonged position, a prolonged mm-hmm. posture, uh, driving in the car is super common for those headaches or that neck pain mm-hmm. to start flaring up. People have their hands on the wheels out in front of them and their shoulders are rounded and slouched forwards and the head's hanging out forwards. Yeah. And it's if we go into that position naturally, it's uncomfortable. But then when we do it subconsciously, we don't even realize until we actually start feeling that pain. Um, and I don't know how many patient, patients I have treated from um, being on their phone too long. Yes. Looking down, I've treated wrists and carpal tunnel. I've treated right. necks. So the whole body is connected here. Yes. And um, anytime you're in a prolonged position with, like you said, gaming, driving, ergonomics is very important to pay uh, attention to. Right. And I know a lot of people have gotten have have gotten standing desks yeah you said something about standing too long in the same and it's i'm getting it now that it's about that prolonged position right so even standing what do you suggest like if if somebody's has a whole load of laundry to do or a whole load of dishes to do or standing desk what do you suggest that they do to change that up if they're standing right so the standing desks are good and bad, just like yeah. it's, a, again, a prolonged position. Um, so the biggest things is when it becomes an issue is when there's um, a negative stress or an adverse stress on the body tissues on the musculoskeletal system. Mm-hmm. So when you're changing and moving it, you're alleviating some of those negative stresses or when they're not properly aligned, right? We're made mm-hmm. symmetrical and we're made to line up. And so when... Um, even when you're standing, if you kind of cock a hip to a side, Mm -hmm. now your hips are out of balance. And so it's the awareness to your body position. And I think giving yourself breaks is important to do as as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, So what we're getting down to kind of at the end um, and I've asked you about a lot of stuff um, besides the proper desk setup what other suggestions would you have for prevention yes so proper setup is very important um, that's one of the first steps of prevention um, getting up and moving our bodies were made to move and whether that's a quick walk around the floor or the campus or wherever you are going around the building Um, just three minutes, right? We're not talking where you have to get sweaty and change clothes or change shoes, just three minutes. Just go take a lap every half hour, every 30 minutes, every hour, take take 10 minutes. Um, That's going to make a big difference. Same if you're driving, Um, take maybe every two hours, two, Mm -hmm. three hours, especially if 
somebody has something like um, DVTs or blood clots, that's mm-hmm. going to be very important. People with osteoarthritis, um, maybe every hour is going to feel better. But Okay. Well, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about stretching, like mm-hmm. doing stretches at their desk uh, in certain, like the low back or their neck stretches and uh, those kind of things? That helps I think as well, um, we we offer Thrive offers every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, twice a day. Um, I do a fifteen minute stretching break. I call it break time, and I do desk stretches, wrist stretches. I do, but I'm a stress management person, so I add a couple of relaxation breathing techniques as well, and then I give a little health tip. So I'm hoping people inquire about that because these things are so important um, that we we got to take care of ourselves, guys. Um, I know it was a tough time, and we still, and you hear it every day about getting through the pandemic, mm-hmm. and um this is why we've we've got to start taking care of ourselves. So, Lauren, I so appreciate you being here. Is there anything else you want to add that I didn't cover in questions? Um, I would like to add that if you do have any concerns about your body or what you're feeling, then do go ask um, who, whatever provider you feel mm-hmm. comfortable with. Um, physical therapists, many of them do free screens. You just have to call and say, hey, I just want to screen to see, is there anything wrong or can I do something easy to to fix this before it becomes a problem? Most clinics do that. Um, chiropractors ha- are very valuable. Going to your primary care doctor, whoever that is, um, seek out early and take care of it before it becomes an issue. I would like to reiterate that, yeah. So seeking early, like what would be some of the early signs that you're starting to get something wrong? That's a good question. Um, I feel like it could present very differently. Most people would probably just notice they're shifting their weight quite a bit if they're sitting or standing or they just feel like they can't get comfortable. where it's not, nobody would say it's quite painful, like it's not at that pain level, but you just find yourself shifting or you can't get comfortable, or maybe you even feel it later in the day. I feel it at night when I'm trying to get comfy in the bed and I can't, and it's because of what I did earlier in the day, and Uh, I didn't move enough earlier. So that could affect their sleep then if they're in pain like that or starting to feel uncomfortable. Absolutely, yeah. And as you were saying, relaxation, you just can't shut your mind down. You can't get your body to relax. That's a good question. I'm going to add this question, Corey. When people are uncomfortable when they go to bed, does that trigger the mind to not shut down, do you think? I'm not an expert in that area, but in my opinion, yeah, if you can't get comfortable, the pain signals that are traveling to and from the brain pain's not a bad thing pain is just um i call it like a flag yeah to to your brain to the rest of the body to just pay attention to this area so if it's if your brain is constantly on saying oh i need to pay attention to this area and it's not letting you relax and go to sleep and i think that could very well be a reason why I, and I ask that because I've I've just heard from a lot of people. I just I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I just can't get to sleep, and you know how important sleep is for our health. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I, I just wanted I was curious about that. 
again, I so appreciate you being here, taking time to come here and visit with us and tell us the great information that we needed to know. And um, I hope that you guys listen to our next broadcast and we will see you then. Thank you for listening to For the Health of It. For more wellness tips, information, and videos, visit the Thrive webpage. For questions, contact us at thrive at omes.ok.gov.